going. A good mayid. Today's daf is daf yiralef and chavra. Nothing's a coincidence, as we learn. Where the sugars we're going through is midah kenagamida. And guess what today's daf is about? Pesach. It's about it's about shibur mitzrayim. All right. So we're up to the we're up to the fourth day of Pesach, and we're going to learn all about how the shibur started in Mitzrayim. That's what today's daf is about, and they shouldn't shock us. It's wild, however, you, <laughs> you have a seven and a half year cycle. And this is, it's incredible how, how um, often, often it works out. So, but then I was thinking, like, if the Rabbani Shalom is so perfect, Bashit Mitzrayim, why, maybe we should have learned today's daf three days ago. Right? So, so my mind's telling me like this. This is probably not MS, this is what my mind tells me. You know, they say Shemais, Parsha Shemais, is, is the Rashi Tevis. It stands for Shnayim Mikra Ve'echad Targum. Shemais Shnayim Mikra Ve'echad Targum. So I always wondered, what's Pshat that the Torah is letting me know, hinting to me, Shnayim Mikra Ve'echad Targum by Sefer Shemais. You're talking about Bereshis. Bereshis Shnayim Mikra Ve'echad Targum. So one of my chaverim uh, from yeshiva, Tzvika Soroka, and some of you may know Shlomo Soroka, so Tzvika is his younger brother. Tzvika... Uh, once share with me, I forget who he was quoting, that when it comes to Parshas Barashas, everybody's very gung-ho about starting the Torah and doing the Parsha twice with the Targum. Shaim is very exciting. But once you get to Shmais, you're already a whole safer in. All right, so now you starting to get cold outside. It's a little winter. You're hitting November, December. And now it's like it's not so Parsha to keep up. So the Torah reminds me, Shnayim Mikra Vechatarg. Yeah, it's by Sefer Shmais. So I was thinking maybe this is the same word over here. We're up to the fourth day of Pesach, and many of us could be thinking, you know, all right, we already had the Seder, we already did our thing. And the the Bernstein is reminding us with Daf Yud Aleph and Sait and Daf Yaimi. The entire Pesach is, is all about uh, Shibud Mitzrayim and the Tzias Mitzrayim. Even if there's no Seder, you got to remember. Maybe, I don't know if it's Zemus, but that's what I'm thinking. All right, here we go. So we're on Daf Yud Aleph. Today's Daf is Daf Yud Aleph, page 11. And. We are up to Kiyaitse Bedavar, I believe. Last word on, on the very top line. We'll get to the two dots to wrap up the sugya. And then we're going to get into the sugya of Sheba Mitzrayim. So here we go. Kiyaitse Bedavar Ata Aimer. In a, uh, we explain that the word Amek means a valley by Shachel Mechever. He sent them down to the valley of Chever. It's going down to the, it's referring to going down into the depths of the advice that was given from the big tzaddik who was buried in Heaven Dhsivya You should it says about Avramavinu that you should know that your your children ultimately in Mitzrayim are going to be Gerim in a land that they don't belong in. Kiyomar in Libain and um the uh Avshalom wanted to erect a statue of himself because he said I have no children. I don't have a son. Vlay Havale Bnei says is that true? He didn't have children. He had three sons and a daughter. There were no sons who were fit to take over the position. So he knew that after he leaves, none of his sons are going to be king. So he wanted people to remember that he was Mamish, a rock star. That's what he felt about himself. So what's the best, what's the, what do you want to do? You erect an arch. You put up a, um, you put up a, a statue, a monument, a reminder about yourself. Amr of Yitzchak, okay. Rav Chistam Rav says, Gemiri, we have a Messiah, call us Sayref Tevuasi Shachavere. Anybody who burns the Tevua, the grain of his friend, Enoi Manichai Bein Liyarshai. 
You're not going to leave over children for you. What's the message over here? Grain is produce. The children that you produce also is not going to be sustained. And this also, even though one's grain and one's children, it's a midah kragamida. It's a direct message. And he, Avshalom, Kalye, he burnt Lidiyayav, the grain of Yayav, the Chsev, Ayemer, El Avadav, he said the servants, Reusi, Chelkas Yayav, El Yadi, Velay Sam, Sairim, look at his field there where he has, uh, where he's got barley, Lechu go, Vitzisua Baish, and send out the fire. And they did, and they burnt his field with fire. And what ended up happening was, Avshalom did not have any children that were fit to take his position. Okay, beautiful. That's the end of that specific sugya. And now we got back to the Mishnah. So the Mishnah uh, gave us a number of times where the Rebani Shalom acted, Mida Kanegin Mida, the Rebani Shalom acted measure for measure. Uh, sometimes it was in a negative way, like Avshalom didn't use his hair properly, and sometimes it was a positive way. And the Mishnah gave us a, the, the Mishnah taught us the Inyan Hatayva Miriam Vichulu, and the same thing is true on the good end. The same thing is true on the good end with Miriam that she waited for her brother, so Klal Yisrael waited for her for seven days. Miriam is it similar? Miriam waited a little bit of time. She didn't stand it for seven days. How's it Mida? Miriam waited for Maish Rabbi, you know, we waited for her for seven days. She didn't stand there for a week. Say that when it comes to Hashem repaying in goodness, it's more than Mida, connected Mida. The problem is, if you look at the expression of the Mishnah, it says, and also similarly is, is good. Similarly means the same. Don't tell me it's better, it should be the same. When it comes to goodness, what it means is similarly, it's also midah connected to midah. Even if it's in a different measure, very important. The Rebbeinishayim's midah of goodness is always greater than the midah of Puranis. We have to know this about our Amun and the Rebbeinishayim, and we have to know this about our interactions with others. We have an obligation to walk in the ways of the Rebbeinishayim, the way we act with our families. The way we act with our co-workers, the way we act with the Rebbeinisha, the way we deal with anything, and it also has to be it also has to make sense, and it be the symmetry that we discussed when we were describing the proper way in Chinuch. So Miriam waited from afar on the banks of the Nile River. This Pasuk is referring to the Shekhinah. Not only did Miriam wait on the banks of the Nile River, the Shekhinah also stood with her on the banks of the Nile River. How do you know this? And she was, she stood firmly. Hashem came and stood firmly. You find that same expression in Sefer Shmuel. Meira, his sister. Say to Chachma, you are my sister. You see the Rebbeinu is referred to as a sister. May Rachek from afar, may Rachek Hashem, nearly. Ledeya, Dechsev, Kikel, Deya is Hashem. Ma, to know what? Dechsev, Ma, Hashem, Lekach Hashem, Imach. Yayasa would be done. This is mind-blowing. It's gewalt. Dechsev, Ki layasa Hashem, Alekim, Davar. Loi, Dechsev, Yikar, Loi, Hashem, Shalom. So every word that you find in the Pasuk, 
by Miriam waiting for Moshe you find the same expression in various places referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. So you see the Shekhinah was with her watching over Ah, there was a new king that, that arose on Mitzrayim. Yet, not yet, Paroi, who was with Yosef. And then we have Machlaikas. Where's the Machlaikas? Right over here. Rab Ushmuel. Mamish. It was a new pharaoh. And he, uh, he didn't have any Akaras to Klal Yisrael. It's a new king. You know why it's a new king? Because he had new actions. And it's very possible in life to change. It's very possible in life to be one way, even into adulthood. And then the Yitzhahara, or whatever it is, as we're going to see, the storyline gets the best of us, and we change. We become new. By the way, we just learned that, uh, we just learned a little bit earlier on, that me the taiva, me the branis. So if this could happen, to paro in a bad way, but we could do it in a good way. Right? We could, we could uh, create newness in ourselves uh, whenever we want, whenever we're, whenever we're able to. It's a newness, becoming a, 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 a new person. Manda Omar, you want to hear a wild tshuva? Hopefully we'll still get to the daffa. Listen, it's a wild. I saw this, this is, blew my mind. This is, I saw brought down about Rabbi Vadi Yosef, there was a balas tshuva, who married a, Sephardi guy in Harnof and they were expecting their first child they had a son and the father was planning on making a pit in Abem the problem is that the wife prior to becoming a Balas Tshuva had been with other men and she had become pregnant she had an, she had an abortion about three months in so she knew that her son is not really a Bukhar but her husband didn't know. She never told her husband that she previously had an abortion. And now the husband thinks that he's having a pidyan aben. So she came to Rabbi Vadi Yosef. And she asked Rabbi Yosef, does she have to tell her husband? Or not? She has to tell her husband, because Lamaisa, practically speaking, you can't do a pidyan aben. It's not true. It's not the first child to be issued from her womb. On the other hand, Shalom Bayez problems. If the husband knows, it, it ain't going to be pretty. So Bavadi Yosef uh, wrote a tshuva, and he said, he paskin, based upon this pasuk and other psukim, he said that she doesn't have to tell her husband. They can go ahead with the pitna ben, and he gave a few reasons. He says, number one is from Saita, which we're mamish in, that you can erase Hashem's name for Shalom Bayez. And at most, the problem by a pidin ben unnecessary is a bracha levatol. At most, it's a bracha levatol. For shalom bayis, she's not mechuyiv. That was one thing he, uh, that, that was mentioned. Another thing mentioned is that you see that when a person changes their actions, they mamish become a new entity completely. He tells her, he says, because you're a balas tshuva, you're a new person. And you're a different woman than the woman who had the abortion. And this child's taka b'chor, so I'm not even sure it'll be a bracha levatala. It's very possible to be the same bracha. Now this is mamish, you know, he's taking this, this idea to an extreme. It's a wild tshuva that Rebavadia Yosef writes, but it's obviously all based around the shalom bias issues that, that uh, she would have had if her husband would have found out about her previous abortion. But be it as it may, you find from the psukim, and it's not a joke, it's not a joke over here, we find from the psukim, if your actions change, 
For Rishus, you're a Melech Chadash. How much more so are we changing and developing into far greater people when we continue to develop our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? It says new, so translate it. Come on, that's what it means. It doesn't tell us that he died and there was a new reign. I show the others, Yosef, this king did not know Yosef. To have a dummy command, what does it mean he didn't know? He, he, he knew Yosef. Yeah, he made it like he didn't know. Yeah? It made it like you ever walk by somebody uh, in a store and they're not in the Mutashmus, you pretend like you don't see them. You pretend, yeah, they're right in front of your face, right? But you're too busy. You don't want to get caught for 10 minutes. It's almost Shabbos. So that's it. What is the Asher? He made himself like he doesn't know. Incredible. Pari said this people, they're going to be Paro Vayishu Vayirbu Vayasmum Vayimahoyed. Tana. Who his chil Vayitzah Tchila? Pari started with the Eitzah. It was his idea. Lefika Chalaka Tchila. Therefore, he was the first one to be impacted. Who has chob eitzot chila? Dechsev ayemer alamei lefik lachlak atchila. The kid dechsev ubecha ubeamcha ubechol avadecha. Havenis chak maloi. Let's be wise with them. Lahemi boilei. I'm sorry. Havenis chak maloi. Let's be wise with him. Here it is. Give out. Look at this message, Rebbe. This is incredible. Havenis chak maloi. Frankly, Gemara. It should have said Havenis chak ma lahem. That's what the Gemara says. It takes pictures. You have to be keen to know what you need to get is the leader. The leader is the one that decides the culture. So Pari knew, All I need is to get the Mashiach Shal Yisrael. And then everything else will follow in, follow in, in lockstep. But many And now, what are we going to do? How are we going to uh, judge? Klal Yisrael. How are we going to take them down? We're going to use fire. No, we know that Hashem acts with an element of fire, referring to anger. So this is incredible, because as we go through this, we're going to see the Mitzram believed in the Rebbein Yisraelim, but to, only to a limited extent. So fire, nah. Their God is, is in control of fire. Bacharev, should we chop off their heads? That's not possible either. Maybe God won't bring the water to you, but you know what he'll do? He'll bring you to the water. And that's what happened. The were running away to the water. No matter where they went, they had water, they, they were surrounded by water. The same pot that they cooked, they got cooked in. My mashma the high zodu listen to kderehu. I know it's the expression of cooking in a pot. Yaakov cooked a nozid, referring to the food in the pot. Parai started with the idea of Shibud Mitzrayim, and he went to three advisors. Who were they? Bilam, Eoiv, and Yisrael. Bilam, Sheol, Tnerag. Bilam said, yeah, Paro, swell idea. All right, he ultimately was killed. Eoiv, Sheshosak. 
Eoiv who was quiet, Nidain Biyasurim. It's not enough to be quiet, apparently. Even if you know it's not going to accomplish anything. You know what you have to do? Chavah, this is very important in our personal lives. You know what we have to do? The next person, Yisrael. Yisrael Shabarach, If there's something wrong happening and you're speaking up, is not going to help, so leave. That's it. But don't stay there. You don't have to speak up. This is halacha and hilchas lashon hara, by the way. If there's a chevra, if there's a group of people around speaking lashon hara, first try to change the conversation, change the topics. And if you know that that's not going to help, so you stand up and walk away. That's the obligation. And by standing up and walking away, you did something, you're Yisrael, you're Zaychet to have your grandchildren sit in the Lishkas HaGazas. Even if you said nothing, you walked away. Yisrael Shabarach, Zachu, Berebanav, Shiyashu, Lishkas Shanamra says, Umishpachai Soifrim, Yoishvei, Yaibetz, the families of the Soifrim, those who sat in Yaibetz, Terosim, Shemosim, Shuchad, Mehema, Hakinam, Abom, Machmas Avi base uh base Okay? So you see they were all sitting together and all these they were all tremendous Gedalim and Sadiqim and, and Saifrim and the children of of uh, Yisrael, uh, uh who who were uh, who was the father of Maisha, uh, they went up and they were sitting under the trees and they were they, they were the uh Chachamim and the Gedalim. Okay? Fine. So we have the three, uh, Paro started with the advice, Paro's idea, and then we have, he went to his advisors, we have three different approaches of, of, of the advice. Okay. This is incredible. Paro, you know what he's afraid of? Such a minute chance, but he's using this minute chance as an excuse. Maybe they'll become strong. And maybe they'll go out of land. And maybe they'll team up if anybody attacks us. And maybe he's going through with a bunch of maybes. And therefore, let's kill out of people. He has six maybes, let's kill out the people. You know, maybe even they'll join our, our uh, foes, fight against us, and leave. It should have said that they'll chase us out. You're right, that's what he meant. But he wanted to hang that expression on Klal Yisrael. He didn't want to say about himself, very important message in, in how we speak. Pari knew the Kayach Adibur, the Kayach of words. He didn't want to say they're going to chase us Mitzram out of the land. So he said, maybe they'll join our enemies and, and uh, chase, the, and, and uh, they'll go, go up from the land. But he meant this, they'll chase, he was nervous the Mitzram would be chased. See, Allah, sorry, miss him. So he appointed... Kapos, yeah, I believe it's what a kapo was, right? Like a Jewish overseer to oversee it. I'm sorry, say on them. Turn brought a brick. walked around with a brick as if he was also working, and anybody who said, "Oh, I'm too weak to work." You know what they would say to them? Amulai, they would say to him, Even Pare is working for the government. It's socialism, right? Everybody's got to get in there. Even the king is, is uh, getting in there. Sorry, Misim, Davar Shemisim Levan. 
should say in order to hurt them, not him. Why is it singular? They wanted to afflict Parai with the Sivlais of Mitzrayim. Okay, what does it mean to afflict Parai? Parai wore this brick around his neck. That's what it's referring to. He pretended like he was also afflicted by all this. So even Ari Miskanais the Parai. So they built Ari Miskanais warehouses for Parai. Rabu Shmuel. Machlegzin Rabu Shmuel. Chad Omar. What are Miskanais? Shemisaknais. Es Ba'alayam. It was cities that was a sakana to uh, um, it was a sakana to whoever used these cities. Okay. Now, what is this referring to? Um, this is referring to the action that the mitzvah forced on the yidden. Ultimately, put the mitzvah themselves in danger for doing this uh, torture. It uh, made their uh, it made their owners poor. How to make the owners poor? Says Rashi, because by forcing the yidden to work, when we left, we got all the gold and silver, so they ended up being poor. The uh, Anybody who's involved in binyan ultimately um, loses uh, loses their money. Okay. Now, this idea is interesting. What does it mean you're involved in building so you lose your money? It seems like it's a message for us nowadays. It's a message for us nowadays. And my mother used to tell me a, a, a phrase. And when I was younger, I didn't really hop what she was saying. Now I'm hopping it a little more, even though I'm not in construction. My mother would say, Menachem, you should know a house is a ganav. A house is a ganav. That's what she would tell me. Okay. What she meant is, buy a house, but you should know, there's a lot of expenses that come through owning a house. Un- unexpected expenses. Unexpected. If you rent a house, you can call up the landlord and say, no, you pay for it. But if you own a house, so now the house becomes a gun. If you say, all of a sudden you think you have enough money one, one month, and then something could go wrong, and there's a couple thousand dollars down the tubes. But the idea over here is, if you don't take, and that's what the Gemara is sharing with us here is, that... If, you're, if you ever own a building, you have to make sure that you take care of any issues right away. If you don't take care of the issues right away, it could develop into fur, it will develop into further issues or could develop into further issues. Hopefully not necessarily if anybody has things they're not dealing with. Um, and uh, and you just, it's, it's more construction advice and, and building advice to make sure to, to take care of any uh, building issues in a bud because so many parts of it of a building are interconnected. As Pisoim be'es Ramses, so Yidden were building Pisoim and Ramses. Rabu Shmuel Chadam or Pisoim Shema the Lamanek Shema Ramses. There was one place called Pisoim, and that same place of Pisoim was also called Ramses. Why is it called Ramses? Sherishan Rishan Misraises because it would fall down, it would break slowly. So it was. The torture they did to the Eden is to build, and then what, right when they built it, whatever all their effort that went into it already started to ruin as soon as it was done. So they were constantly needing to like keep it up and redo it. 
It's kind of like quicksand type of thing, you know? Um, but either opinion is letting us know that that was part of the torture. The Mitzvah had us build cities that didn't have any, uh, didn't have any solidification. There was nothing, there was nothing, uh, no outcome to our work, which is a very, very painful thing. A person could work hard as long as you know there's a, there's a tafkid, there's an ultimate thing that you're creating. They say the Nazis would do this to people also. They would have them grind and grind, think you're doing something, and then they would, they would uh, show you you did nothing. That's terrible to be able to, to have to work and nothing comes out of it. Ruach HaKadosh told them that you're going to keep getting greater and greater by Kutsu, the Mitzvah were disgusted by you were like thorns, right? You have a thorn in, in your side. It's a constant bother. The Mitzvah viewed Kla Yisrael as uh, as a constant uh, as a constant bother. Now, what's the greatest thing to bother when somebody you don't like or a nation you don't like is more matzliach than you? That's uh, that's not a good feeling. Not a good feeling. And and the Mitzrim created um, servitude as to with hard work. Top of Yud Aleph. What's beforech? Beperach with a soft mouth. What does that mean? They enticed us. That's eh, good. We'll pay you. It's good. Perach. Perach means they broke their backs. Made their lives better with all the hard work. Right? First, they gave them the bricks. And eventually, they uh, they uh, made them find everything even out in the field. And they added the additional pain that was added is the women had the men's jobs, and the men had the women's jobs. And sometimes, maybe, probably most of the time, more. Difficult than the physical exertion is the mental exertion that goes into something. And for a man who naturally has other kaiches to be forced to be involved in an industry or in a place that's completely not following what he is, emotionally wears them down. So the myth, what it's saying that the, the, the men got the women's job, doing the men's job, it's saying the mitzvah not only tried to break us down. Physically, they were also breaking us down mentally. Here, it's also, it's for sure going to mean with uh, intense work, back-breaking labor. Rabbi Avira gave over a drasha. In the merit of the Nashim Tzidkaniyais who lived in Mitzrayim, Nigalu Yisrael mi Mitzrayim, we were zaycheh to leave in the schus of the women. Bishoshay lechaz l'shaymayim, when they would go get water, Kadosh Baruch Hu mizam lem dogim katanim bichadayim. The Rebbeinu Shlaim, when they would fill up with water, would put little fish inside their kadim, inside their 
pails. And it would be half water and half fish. And then they would bring home the fish and the water. And they would boil up two pots. One had water and one had fish. And they would take the food and the hot water out to their husbands. And they would wash them and smear them. They would give them food, they would give them to drink, and they would have relations with them once their husbands felt like mention again. Yeah? What does it mean? You know what they did? You know what these women were doing? It's, it, it, the, the, more importantly than the fish and the water and the smearing, you know what they were doing? They were keeping up the morale of Klal Yisrael. And they were telling their husbands that despite the mitzvah wearing us down physically and wearing us down emotionally, it's not who we are. We are not people the way that we're treated. We are people the way that we treat ourselves and the way we treat others. That's the Avaid. That's what they brought to the family. That's the Nashim Tzidkaniyas. They refused to view themselves as servants. And they kept up the morale of the Mishpachas. In the merit of being together, there was to the to the biza, uh, the booty, the spoils of Mitzrayim. The kanfayena, the wings of the dove, nechba bekesef is is covered in silver and ve'evreiseha. Uh, be a rock rock, and they also have uh, 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 shiny gold on them. Now they had relations with their husbands; they became pregnant, and they would um, they would be in their homes. When it came time to give birth, they go onto the field underneath the tapuach, underneath the apple tree, which is what we learned yesterday in Shir Ashirim. Yeah, Shira Shirim Mamish Shlomelech writes about uh, writes about the apple tree being symbolic of the love between Klal Yisrael and the Rebbeinu Shlom Shemar Takas Atapurach. I I was I woke up in my love underneath the apple tree. Vekadosh Baruch Hu Shaleach Mishmei Marim, and Vekadosh Baruch Hu sent from the Shemayim Mi Shemenaker Umeshaper Oisam Kichayazu Shemeshaferes Asavlat. He would send malachim that took care of the babies like midwives. Shenemar, as it says, and when you give birth on the birthday, on your on the day you're, you're born, like karas sharech, you uh, your sharech the the cord has uh, of the mother not been cut. And you also had. Uh, a bath. Basically, you're you're given a bath on the day that you were umbalakit lehem shnei gulim, and the babies would would um, be wrapped up in oil and honey. They would be surrounded and protected. And they were also fed this uh, oil and their honey by the rocks. But in Lahargam, the Mitzrim found out there were babies. They want to kill the babies. And the babies would go and move underground. And the Mitzrim would bring plows that dig deep 
to tear up those babies in the ground. Do you know why they did this, by the way? Because who are they trying to find? Moshe. <laughs> trying to find one kid. Where's this one kid? Sitting in Paro's palace playing with Lego. Paro is changing his dirty diapers. And they're busy doing all this because they're trying to get that one kid. Mashiach Shah Yisrael. This is the Rabbanish I'm saying in Parsha's Bay. Why did I do all this? Asher is halalti b'mitzrayim to make a mockery out of mitzrayim. You look back and you just laugh. Just laugh. Like, seriously. So much of what people do to, to, to get in the way of their Banjam's plan, it ain't happening. Right? It's not happening. It, 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 and it ends up being a laughter. It's a mockery. They're all doing all these things. Mamish, they're not even successful at what they're trying to do. For, besides for not finding Maisha. They're not even finding these babies. They're not they're plowed deep. It's not happening. Nobody's standing in the way. And when they would leave, so once they would leave, the babies didn't want to be stuck underground. They like running around. They don't need to be, uh, they, they want some sunlight. They need some vitamin D. Yeah? So they would come up and they would, they would grow out of the ground. They'd pop up. And as they got bigger, they would start to make their way back home. It were the children that noticed and saw the Rebbein first. This is my God. This is such a beautiful posseh. What does Zeh mean? Zeh means this. This means, when you say this, what you're saying is, I personally know this. The word this is you're pointing at it and you're familiar with it. If you don't know something, you can't say this. You say that. That thing. If you're saying this, that means you have a full knowledge of what you're talking about. This, Kaylee, is my personal God. It's not this is the God. This is Hashem. No, no, no. This is my personal God. There was a personal understanding that they had. These babies, that the miracles were happening. And that's our Avaida. That's our Avaida. When we say every morning, This, I know Hashem. Kaylee is my God. I have a deep, personal, real, MS Dika relationship. Personally. I don't have a relationship that you have. I have a personal relationship. And when you're in a deep, personal relationship that's true and MS I'll glorify it. I'm, I'm not going to be in this halfway. I'm going to be in this full throttle. So the king of Mitzrayim said to Shifra and Pua, yet kill the, kill the boys. Rabu Bita. It was a it was a woman and her daughter. It was a mother-in-law daughter. Laman Damar Yishobita Yechavet and Miriam, right? It's uh, it's Yechavet and Miriam. Uman Damar Kala Bechamaisa, and the one who says it's referring to a daughter-in-law and mother-in-law Yechavet ve Elishava. It's referring to Yechavet and uh, and Elishava. Okay. Tanya, come on, Damar Ishobita. We learned the Brisa like the one who says you have it in Miriam, which is our basic understanding. The Tanya learned the Brisa. Shifras, you have it. Like Mishma Shifra Shemishaferes. Esavlad, she made the the baby beautiful, straightened out the baby. Davar Acher, another Shadi is Shifra Shaparu Shaparu Viravu Yisrael Biyamel. 
she allowed Kali Yisrael to expand tremendously in her days. And Pua, Zumeriam, Pua, she said Pua, she would coo Levlad to the children. Pua, she said Pua, Baruch HaKadosh. She cooed with Ruach HaKadosh. Vaimeres, Asib the Imi Shetelet Bein Shemeshia Es Yisrael. Remember, Miriam was the one who, when she was a child, said to her parents, get back together. Because one day, you're going to be the ones who have the savior of, of uh, Kla Yisrael. And that's why she's called Pua, because she gave forth the, the Ruach HaKadosh. And Paro instructed them, when the mothers give birth to boys, kill them. If it's a girl, let them live. Maya of Noyim, when they give birth by the when they give birth by the birth stones. What are birth stones? Amr of Khanan, Simingodo Mosar Lahem, Paroi became a doctor. Yeah, and he taught he said, Listen, ladies, let me tell you at which point you're supposed to kill these children. Amr Lahem when the women start to lift up their legs to push to give birth. Their thighs become very hard, um, like stones, and it's at that moment that you uh, that you uh, kill the child. It's a, it's a, the child's far enough out, but not completely emerged into the world, and that's when you kill the the. That's when you kill the baby. This just like a potter, <clears throat> he has two sides. Uh, um, uh, there's stones on either side, and what he's working on is in is in uh, the center of it, and that's how he's able to mold and create the perfect uh, the perfect pottery. So, to buy a woman, the thighs become hardened, and it comes out in the middle. All right, same shot, but it's explaining how this uh, expression. Plays out well into the world of pottery as well. If it's a boy, kill him. He says, when if it's a boy, it comes out facing downwards. Now, facing down is a man is called Adam. So when a man comes out, a boy is born facing downwards, he's going to face his source, the earth. She's going to face down, while a girl, a, uh, uh, yeah, a girl is going to face upwards. Okay. A um, lot of tire on this. Everybody agrees this is not true nowadays. Okay. There's no. Uh, you, you won't be able to tell by uh, by the position of how the children are are coming out nowadays. But whatever it was for sure in Mitzrayim, this is the way it was. So. Para gave them two signs. He says, "This is when you're gonna. This is when they're actually going to be." At the point of actual birth. Now how do you know whether to kill that child or not at that point? Facing down, kill him. Facing up, you don't kill them. Why does it say, what he told on them? He should have said, they didn't listen to what Pari said, to them. Alehen means he wanted to come on them. When Paray spoke to them, they were two very beautiful women, and he asked them to have relations with him as well. Veloy nitvu, and they uh, they didn't fall for him. And the boys lived tana leidayan shelayimisu aisan 
it wasn't that they didn't kill the children. They gave them nourishment. It's one thing to be like, I saved the baby. Look, uh, no. It doesn't say they didn't kill them. It said they didn't let the barrow, didn't kill them. No. It said they didn't, they didn't let the barrow, and they gave life to the boys. Means they took care of them. They cared for them. They nurtured. They nurtured the children. Now calls Shifra and Pua into the principal's office. And he says, why are the boys living? And they said, because the women aren't calling us. By the way, the Mepharshim say this was just a miracle that Pyra went for all this. It was a miracle. Yeah, because Apiteva, the king should say, I don't care, you didn't listen to me, off of your head. But this was all part of the Bernstein's plans. He let this story follow through. So they said, the, the Jewish women aren't using us, so we can't kill them. My chayas. What does it mean? is referring to literally midwives. Even a midwife needs a midwife. So what does it help to say? The women are like midwives. They don't need us. Even a midwife, when she gives birth, needs a midwife. Okay? My mother, was blessed with a number of children. And she was an RN for a number of years. She delivered Nahara hundreds and hundreds of babies. And, uh, and she also had somebody help her until one of her kids, I'm not going to say which one. At a certain point, my mother got fed up with the medical system that she was working in. She worked in the ER for a little too long. And she decided, she told my father that the next baby she has, she's giving birth at home. This is a true story. And my father said, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not giving birth at home. And one day, my father came home from Seder, and there was a baby laying next to my mother. <laughs> my mother never did it again. She said, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding you. My mother gave birth in her bed. After giving birth, she got up. She, she clamped the umbilical cord. She cleaned off her baby. She took care of business and laid down. My father came home, and there was a baby laying next to my mother. <laughs> Crazy stuff. She, she regretted it. She didn't do it again. She's like, nobody try this. But, uh, all right. but even a midwife needs a midwife. A person gives birth. They need help. Yeah. So what does it help? It says, rather, these people are compared to chayas, compared to wild animals. So some of them we have literal animals, and the ones who aren't specific, uh, it's still uh, your mother was like a, a a lion that was that was crouching. Okay, basically what they were saying is not that the we thought what it means is all the Jewish women are midwives. Now the Gemara is changing. No, not that they are midwives; is that they don't need midwives. The same way wild animals don't need midwives. A mother lion gives birth. She doesn't need a midwife. They're not calling other lions out to help them. That's how the Jewish women are given birth. Rebansham saw the greatness of Shifram Puy, Chavid and Miriam, Rechavid and Elisheva, and he gave them Batim, he gave them homes. Now, Chavra, continuing on the theme of Mida, Kenega Mida. That's how we got on to all this. Okay? They were 
gifted the Kahuna Leviya. The Kharamar Bate Malchus. Mandamar Bate Kahuna Leviya are in Moshe. Mandamar Bate Malchus, Dovinami Miriam Kasi. The Chsev, Vatomas, Azuva, Vaikach, like Kalev, as Ephros, Vatidla, as Khor, Uksev, David, Ben Ish, Ephrosi. David was from from Ephros, he was which who was from Miriam. So he was ultimately able to uh, take his yichus all the way all the way back to Miriam. Now notice did you notice the Midah Kegamida here. Did Shifra and Pua save Klal Yisrael? No. Because the girls were going to live anyway. So Klal Yisrael was going to exist. What did they save? The Batim. Because the homes come through the males. Kahuna is through the father. Malchus is through the father. Levia is through the father. So the Midah Kenegad Midah of what they did is they received the button. They received the homes. And by the way, I just want to pause here and click on something that we said this morning. We're all saying Hallel over Pesach. Right? Listen to this. It's Givaldic. We say, um, we say, Beisaroin, Beisalevi, and then we say, Yirei Hashem Baruch Hashem. Let's say Beis Hashem Baruch Hashem. It says Yirei Hashem. Why? Certain things in Yiddishkeit have roles and homes. I cannot be a Levi. I cannot be a Kayan. Beis Aaron, tell them there's not a, not a. Beis Alevi, tell them there's not a Levi. Yirei Hashem, there's no house to. Every year it could be a Yirei Hashem. That's not outside the limits of uh, outside the limits of of anybody. We call the Benchetzar Hele that says Uva Isha Vesiriyas Veilo Benel Yosher Veshoyva Vaardain Benchetzar. What does it mean Benchetzar and Ben Yifune? It's called Ben Yifune Ben Shefune Meatas Meraglim. It's referring to Kolev. We call him the son of Yifune because he was Mefane. He turned away from the Eitzah of the Meraglim. Vakati Ben Kenaz Uba Kolev was not from Chetzrain. He was from Kenaz. Tchsiva Yalkuda Osniel Ben Kenaz Achi Kolev. Amarava Chargai. The Kanaz have a, he was actually adopted uh, uh, by Kanaz, either because he married, uh, he, uh, he married his brother. Dekanami, um, let's just end off with this, top of Dafyid Beis, Dekanami, Dechsev, Haknizi, we call Kolev the, Kolev ben Yufuna, Haknizi. So you call him, uh, we're calling him Knizi, so that means he was like part of Kanaz, like part of that Mishmacha. Shmami, no, you learn from here that he wasn't literally part of the family. He was kind of like taken in to that, uh, taken into that mishpacha. But really, he was Ben Yefuna. Okay, we'll hold it here for today, Bezim. Tomorrow, we will pick up from Azuva, uh, Azuva Zumeriam. We'll pick up tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful night, everybody.